surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is your host, Taylor, and today we're going to get a little bit into Bachelor World. So um, if we've got any Bachelor fans, uh, this episode's for you. And for anyone who has no idea what Bachelor is or has never watched, um, you're in for an interesting episode. Um, (laughs) Today we're going to be talking with Amanda Stanton, who appeared on Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor and then was on um, a season of Paradise, where she was then engaged to uh, Josh and then went on another season of Paradise, where I then had the pleasure of meeting her and becoming friends. And now she has a book out called Now Accepting Roses, Finding Myself While Searching for the One and Other Lessons I Learned from The Bachelor. It's a really fantastic book that goes over... um, just that really, how she is searching for herself and how she has learned many, many, many things from dating on The Bachelor and post The Bachelor. So I am really excited to have Amanda here with us today on the show and really excited to chat some of this Bachelor stuff and and dating that we don't always get to talk about on the show. So with that, uh, welcome Amanda to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and for taking the time to write this book and really put it all out there and be vulnerable with all of us in a way that, you know, really lets us kind of get to know you and your story a little bit more. So I'm really excited to chat today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, One thing that I learned reading this that I did not know about you previously was that you hadn't gone on a date in three years when you went on Ben's season of The Bachelor. (laughs) Literally, I hadn't been on a date. I mean, with my ex, but I hadn't been on a first date in, yeah, over three years. Yeah, that's wild to think about. Crazy. It was scary. Yeah. And you were how yeah. old when you went on again? I was 25. Yeah. And that's, so really since then, you kind of have this like, you know, bachelor's degree in in the bachelor and dating that like your whole dating experience really has kind of been around being on the show and, you know, having this platform post show. Exactly. Yeah. So it's been a little wild. Yeah. That's a very, very different kind of dating experience than I think most people have. Um, And prior to going on the show, you were married um, and I'm curious what that was like for you, if you can touch on that just a little bit about um, kind of going through the divorce and making the decision to get back into dating. So it actually wasn't a decision that I had fully made yet. I was super focused on the kids. I mean, Charlie was a baby at the time and dating was like the last thing that I was worried about. Um, But after some time, my mom's actually the one that nominated me for the Mm -hmm. show because I think she was the one that was like, you need to get back out there. Mm-hmm. So she kind of pushed me to do it, and I'm so glad that she did. But I don't know if if my mom wouldn't have done that, I don't know how long it would have taken me to really put myself back out there. So yeah, yeah, I. It's good that you had a little bit of a push there, but yeah, even yeah. the decision to go on the show was like a really big decision to make. 
Yeah, totally. It's huge. Yeah. And I can't even imagine also having kids and making that decision. Um, I know that's been a, you know, obviously having Charlie and Kins are a huge part of your life and um, has been something that, you know, part of the reason I think a lot of people love you because they can relate to that because a lot of people that watch the show have kids or, or want kids. And um, first of all, they're just super adorable to begin with. <laughs> um, they yeah, just, they're the <laughs> They are seriously adorable. Um, but it's, I imagine a lot for you to balance, you know, all the experiences that you've had kind of as an adult, as dating, but then also of, you know, navigating being a mom too. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, some balance is something that I work on a lot and that I've tried to perfect, but I still go through times where I feel like my life's more balanced than other times. So yeah, yeah. it's like a ebb and a flow, you know, like sometimes, sometimes it's pretty balanced. Other times you're like, oh my God, this is fucking chaos. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, so I want to get a little bit into, this is a kind of a question I ask every guest that comes on. Um, and obviously with my background is something I really enjoy talking about. Um, but as we talk about balance and kind of navigating all these different things in your life, I'm curious if therapy has ever been a part of that process for you. Um, if therapy has ever been something that you've you know, done or have been interested in or maybe had an experience and didn't enjoy it or um, go regularly and love it. Uh, Not something I I know about you, but curious if you can share that. Yeah. So my mom is huge on therapy. Like ever since I was in middle school, she's been like, you need to go talk to someone, not because anything's wrong, but it's just good Mm -hmm. to talk to somebody. Like it doesn't mean anything's wrong with you, but I feel like everyone can benefit from it. So it's something that my mom's done my whole life and has kind of gotten me into. So I don't talk to somebody regularly, but I have talked to people before. And I think it's kind of all about finding the right therapist for you mm-hmm. is a huge thing um, because I've definitely had experiences where I walked away and was like, oh, I didn't love that. And then I've had other therapists where I'm like, that was so helpful. Yeah. So I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are you comfortable sharing kind of at what points in your life you found that it was helpful for you to go? Yeah. Um, I've tried therapy in a relationship before. Yeah. Couples counseling. Um, yes. Which I felt was helpful. It also kind of helps you see things from both sides where I feel like when you go, you're like, I can't wait for this therapist to tell my partner that he's doing everything wrong. <laughs> yes. And then you go and it's like, okay. Then she kind of like, you know, puts you both in your place a little bit, which is kind of funny. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think that definitely helps. And then also, obviously when I was going through my divorce, with the kids. Um, after the show, I've gone a few times after my breakup with Josh, I went to therapy because they had a really hard time after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just good. Like I said, whether you're going through something hard or whether, you know, you're not, it's just good to talk to somebody. Yeah, totally. I, I love that you brought up just that dynamic of going to couples <laughs> counseling. Like I've seen couples where that has for sure been the motive in coming to counseling. And then I'm like, I'm really going to like shit over your whole idea of what this was going to be. <laughs> it's actually so funny. Every time I'm like, I can't wait for this person to like tell you that you're wrong about everything. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, uh, Amanda, you have, have issues too. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it takes two for sure. Um, yeah. And you mentioned Josh, um, and there's definitely a relationship I'd love to get into a little bit. Um, I have my own experiences with being in kind of emotionally and also physically uh, abusive relationships. And I know that this relationship had layers of of abuse with it for you. Um, And 
I'm curious kind of like how you put some of this in the book too. Um, and I'm wondering if you've had any kind of conversations since the book has came out. We have not had any conversations since it's came out actually. Yeah. So, which is, which is good because it was one thing that I was really nervous about with the book coming out was like, I don't want to open that back up Mm -hmm. because it was just a really hard time for me. So that was something that was scary. It was like, you know, I want to put this out there, but I also am really scared what's going to happen after that because you never know. Um, But no, I haven't heard from him and I'm glad. Mm -hmm. So I hope it stays this way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's a really difficult topic because it takes a lot in the first place just to even speak your truth, let alone (laughs) to like share it with everyone. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny too, because when I was writing it, it was almost like therapeutic. I was like, oh, this is like my journal. I get to talk about all my experiences and write everything down. And then I had a moment like right before the book came out where I was like, wait, everyone is going to read this. Like I didn't really think about that when I was writing it, you know, I mean, at certain points, but it's scary. Yeah. It's really scary. And I think it's important to acknowledge all of what it takes to be able to do that in the first place. Because I think oftentimes, you know, when, when a woman kind of speaks out about something that she's experienced, that people tend to just kind of like silence it and minimize it and push it away. So I think it's important Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that like, it does take a lot actually to do that. And we're not just like, you know, willy nilly, like saying shit. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yes. All right, so it's time for a short break, but I'm also going to share a little bit of a personal anecdote here. Um, So I've shared this company on the podcast before. I love having them as a sponsor. This is Trust and Will. And honestly, I I really never put a ton of thought into estate planning, um, but I don't know, some of you might know this, um, but my stepdad actually is in his 40s, like young, healthy guy. Um, and he actually like had cardiac, went into cardiac arrest um, during a marathon. And my mom and I were faced with this like, you know, holy crap, like if we lose him, like what are we going to do kind of situation? And just like put life in perspective that sometimes things just happen and you have no idea that they're going to happen. You could have never planned for it to happen. And then there's all these other things after the fact um, that you would have to deal with. And thankfully he was okay and and he's still with us today. Um, but it was really a stressful time. And then when I got introduced to Trust and Will, um, it kind of made sense to just help gain a peace of mind to protect my assets and my family and, you know, potentially one day when I have a larger family. Um, but it's, it's, um, it helps you just with like estate planning. It's super simple. It's 10 minutes to finish online, starting at $39. They offer guardianships, wills, and trusts in all 50 states. Um, and I honestly, it was super, super easy to go through and the help provided um, is really, really wonderful. Uh, and so again, I, I hope no one has to stress out about this kind of stuff. And I think it's just good to kind of plan plan ahead of time and, and check it out. Um, so listeners can get 10% off by going to trustandwill.com slash Taylor or entering promo code Taylor at trustandwill.com. Again, that's 10% off. Um, these start at $39, honestly, for like that big of a peace of mind. Um, it's not that much. And you can get 10% off. Again, that's trustandwill.com slash Taylor or entering promo code Taylor at trustandwill.com. So I hope you guys take advantage of this and and check it out. Um, 
I, I'll probably say more on, on this a little bit later, but that does it for now and we can get back to the show. Um, for people who like haven't read the book yet or for people who perhaps haven't watched the show at all and don't really know about what this relationship looked like, um, what for you were some of the uh, signs or behaviors that you noticed that you were like, oh, wow, like this is not great? <laughs> So I think for me, it it was like one of those relationships. And at first I felt like some people are going to read this book and be like, this girl is such an idiot because I'm writing and I'm like, oh, well, I saw this red flag, but I ignored it. But I feel like it's common and we do that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like, yeah, it is stupid when you're reading it from an outsider's perspective. But I feel like so many girls can relate to doing that. And that's kind of how our relationship was. It was like somebody that I met that I just like was head over heels for. So I ignored pretty much all the red flags Mm -hmm. because of how I felt. So that's how I would describe it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on that season, several people had like worried about you and came to you kind of saying, you know, Hey, like, I don't think this is a great relationship for you. Um, and, and you were very kind of just in it. So I think that's another thing too, is that also, people are like, everyone warned her. We don't feel bad for her. But I also think so many people can relate to that. Like, you need to see things for yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I am. I had to see things for myself. And at the same time, I think there was also another side that people didn't see mm-hmm. where it was kind of what was going on in my head. And it was that I did see those red flags. Yeah. And I technically ignored them because I continued a relationship with him, but I didn't fully ignore them. Like I Mm -hmm. knew what they were in my head and I knew that I wasn't going to kind of let that happen. And realistically, we were only together for six months. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I was with him for years. So I didn't, I did kind of ignore the red flags, but probably not as much as people think. Yeah. And what were some of those red flags? I know from from my perspective, it seems like control was one of those. Definitely controlling. Also, um, you know, when someone doesn't get along with others or they're super defensive. I mean, I think everybody makes mistakes and it's okay to be like, hey, I've made a mistake and I learned from it. But if you're defensive and deny everything, I think that's a huge red flag if you can't be responsible for your mistakes. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing that I definitely I saw and ignored. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to say in, I think there's, there's a certain level of like intensity too that comes with that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I haven't had any long conversations or interactions with Josh. Um, I met him twice, I think. And there was for sure like an intense presence that was there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, one conversation about, you know, he had liked a post that was um, basically saying that like white privilege was a, a joke kind of. And I was like, what is this? And it was a, it was a brief conversation about our differences there that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to say interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was interesting for sure. Um, it, it's definitely a, he definitely just has like an intense personality. So I can see where, yeah. I can see where some of those, uh, red flags would have came up with, you know, perhaps some of the controlling behaviors. And one thing that you wrote about in the book that hadn't aired and I didn't know about, but was that during that season of paradise, um, you were in the fantasy suite and his mom 
came to the fantasy suite. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it never aired, but his mom did come to the fantasy suite, which is, I, and I, I get what his intentions were. I think it was like, okay, I think I might propose to this girl and I want to make sure that my mom approves, which makes sense, you know? Okay. Yeah. But I, the fact that she came to the fantasy suite, like when you really think of it, like it's a little inappropriate, a little uncomfortable, um, the way it went down. But I mean, I see what his intentions were with it. So yeah. 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 I mean, it's, 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 I can understand where it's weird to propose to someone when you haven't met each other's family yet. Like when you guys haven't actually really experienced real life together yet to make that big of a decision. But then I guess my question would be like, okay, then why make that decision now? Exactly. Yeah. And also I think that was not a, I wouldn't say it was a red flag, but it was one of those moments where he could have told me like, Hey, my mom wants to meet you. They both surprised me, which I felt was kind of like, he he never really asked me how I felt or prepared me for it. So Mm -hmm. it was just kind of shocking to me. The conversation actually went surprisingly well. Um, if it aired, I don't think it would have been anything bad. Yeah. But um, with how he was edited on the season or how the season was playing out, she basically didn't want um, to be on the show anymore. So mm-hmm. she had an issue with that. And by the time she watched it, she was actually going to approve of it. But they had already sent in the final edit. So it never aired. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I mean... I think it'd be one thing to have the conversation with you, right? To say, this is really important to me. And, you know, like, because a lot goes into that. Like, he would have had to talk to producers. Producers would have had to, like, flown his mom down to Mexico. Yeah. There would have been a lot of opportunities there to have that conversation rather than to just be like, surprise, my mom's here. Yeah, exactly. You got to get her approval before we before I propose to you. I don't know. Yeah. There's layer, layers there. Yes. It <laughs> yeah. was a little overwhelming. Yes. I can only imagine. Uh, but, and, and then, you know, something we've talked about very, very briefly um, since all of that happened with Josh, um, there was also a book that his ex Andy had put out that talked about their relationship and that then the two of you, you and Andy have kind of became friends as well. And, um, I imagine that that relationship has helped you to kind of cope with the aftermath of the relationship with Josh. Yeah. So it's funny because when we first met was shortly after Josh and I broke up and we met up in New York and we hung out and we talked and we weren't really like friends after that. It was like super nice of her to like meet up with me Mm -hmm. and talk to me. And it was, you know, we talked about Josh obviously and exchanged stories and that definitely helped, but we wouldn't, didn't really become like friends, immediate like friends after that. Mm -hmm. Um, we've kind of just became friends like over the last couple of years. And now it's funny because we don't even really, we don't ever even talk about him anymore. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yeah. that's but we do have that in common. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice because I think it can be really like validating for your experiences and and everything that you went through. It is because I think everyone's had that moment where you have a relationship like that and it ends and then you kind of wonder like, was I the problem actually? Like, Mm -hmm. am I making certain things up? So it's nice to have someone that can kind of be like, no, that's that's what happened, you know, because it. I don't know if you feel that way, if you've ever had a relationship where afterwards you're like, was it actually me or, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, yeah that I think, was definitely helpful. I think there's somewhat of this, 
mental game we play with ourselves during a breakup of kind of doubting ourselves a little bit Mm -hmm. that I know I have experienced in almost every breakup that I have because I'm just like, am I really, really, really sure? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, there is definitely a question of like, okay, well, what else can I do to make this better? And like, where am I contributing to this to where I can maybe do a little bit more work here? Um, And sometimes at that point, there's... (laughs) just There's way no- too much work or not anything uh-huh. that can be done. Um, but yeah. either way, it still is always like a learning experience. Totally. All right. So we're going to take a short break here because I just want to share a little bit about CBD. And I've talked about CBD on the pod before, and I want to introduce you guys to hemp fusion, which is a very different kind of CBD because it's not just CBD. So it's literally called hemp fusion because it's like a fusion of things, not just hemp. (laughs) Um, And I want to share them with you guys. We have a little promo code for you, but I'm also, I've been using the liquid dietary supplement um, twist with hemp fusion and it's a mind and body balance. It's extra strength, citrus, ginger with turmeric and ginger is like one of my favorite flavors and just herbs overall, uh, but it doesn't contain any GMOs, no MSG, no gluten, no dairy, no wheat, soy, yeast, lactose, or milk. Um, It's really just uh, cannabinoids and sunflower seed oil and um, a bunch of omegas, turmeric, um, organic ginger, and all these things. They blend it together with the CBD um, to help products that help specifically with things like stress and sleep and energy. So this one is a mind and body balance. Um, and I've enjoyed taking it usually in like the morning so that I'm like good to go for the day. But you can really use it for many different purposes, honestly. Um, and this one is liquid, but they also have it in like um, in liquid vegetable capsules as well. So love that. And they're available both online and at natural product retailers near you. They ship anywhere in the US. So I want to help you guys out if you guys want to check out some CBD that's not just CBD. Uh, you can use promo code TAYLOR for 20% off your first order and free shipping at hempfusion.com. That's promo code TAYLOR. You can get hempfusion shipped anywhere in the US, 20% off your first order and free shipping. So I hope y'all check that out and and enjoy it. And hopefully it can help balance out um, some of the stress and, and anxiety in your life. So I hope you guys enjoy that and we can get back to the show. I'm curious what, what you would say you learned about yourself through that relationship. I mean, the huge thing for me was that like, I mean... Luckily, it didn't last that long, Um, but it was definitely still the hardest breakup. And I think it's because you even said like, he just has like such an intense personality. And Mm -hmm. like, that's kind of how our relationship was. It was just super intense from day one. Like we had talked about getting married. We talked about having kids. Like he was always wanting to plan for the future. And normally if you're dating someone for five or six months, you're like, you know, just getting around to like meeting the family and, Mm -hmm. you know. So it was so much further advanced than a normal relationship would be at that point that it was super hard for me to get over because I had all these plans and like imagined this life together. So it was almost harder to break up with those expectations that I had rather than it was with him. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's why it was so difficult for me. And then I was back to being single and kind of having to start all over again. So yeah. Well, and I think that that 
concept of like having this whole image of what the future will be with this specific relationship is something we all kind of do on a certain level. And, you know, it's something I've talked with Vanessa about as well. Um, and I think especially people that have been on the show, I think it in a way rushes you in relationships. And so oftentimes before we really even have actually gotten to know someone after six months, you know, uh, really is when you actually start to really get to know the heart of someone. Uh, We have all these images and we project out who we think this person is and who we want them to be and who they're trying to be sometimes for us even that then it really blurs our whole concept of what the relationship actually is and it makes it so much more difficult when there is a separation yeah so I yeah that's so true and I think that's probably the number one thing that I learned from that relationship was obviously to not ignore red flags anymore but I think also just to not really set those expectations Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's that's a it's really hard not to do sometimes, you know, like our minds just wander, but yeah, yeah and it's better not to. And I think it's, you know, this is something I've talked about in my relationship a lot, just this concept of expectations, and I don't think that having expectations of your partner is a is a negative thing. I think we should all have like kind of a healthy level of expectation, but I think it's when it starts to get to this very like fairy tale, overly romanticized, um, yeah. super future focused uh, expectation that it's it's a little damaging. <laughs> it is just a little, yeah, and. And so after that, I mean, we're kind of going through your whole dating history here. Um, But after everything with Josh, um, you then, we met then on uh, Season of Paradise where then you dated Robbie, um, which was very interesting. And I think, you know, in one of your, uh, one of the quotes that you put in here, in that chapter talking about our season of paradise was about leaving a relationship, um, making sure that you're not staying in it just kind of for entertainment and like just cause. Um, and I think that was really what I picked up on about kind of your relationship with Robbie that like you were kind of unsure, but you were also like, okay, well this is like the person I'm just like having the most fun with here. So like, I guess we'll stick with this. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of, I mean, cause you, you kind of saw a relationship and yeah. I think everyone could tell that I wasn't like super into Robbie. Yeah. And I think even, even showed, you know, you could see it even just as if you were watching the show that I wasn't like super into him, but it did get to a point where, and you know, we weren't there for very long and yeah. he kind of did become almost like my good friend there. Mm-hmm. And even though it wasn't something that I took super seriously, like we still had a relationship there, even if it was, you know, even if I just saw him as a friend. And so breakups, no matter how small it can be difficult. And I think that I knew nothing was going to come of that, but that's kind of why I continued to hang out with him a few times when we got home. And it's obviously when I saw a different side to him than I saw when we were in paradise. Cause in paradise, Robbie was cool. Yeah. Like you have to have my back here. He was yeah. like, <laughs> he was all right. <laughs> yeah. No, he was wearing the slippers in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, he was easy to make fun of, but he was, yeah. like, a nice guy, you there, know? He, like, got breakfast sent to your bed. I remember that. And, and I was like, uh, that was sweet. Like, excuse me, Derek, <laughs> where the fuck is my breakfast in bed? <laughs> yeah, he was, like, super thoughtful and, yeah. you know, possibly because he knew that there were cameras around. Yes. But, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. 
All right. Before we continue, I just want to share a short little message here of one of my favorite products that I use when I travel um, and who's also a wonderful sponsor of the show. And that is Away, who you guys have probably heard me talk about, but I use their carry-on and then also a bigger carry-on. But their suitcases are literally my favorite. And I think one of the best things about Away is that they have a hundred day trial um, on everything that Away makes. So you can take it out on the road, you can travel with it, you can live with it. Um, And if you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund. No ifs, ands, or asterisks on that. And you get free shipping. Um, I love that the suitcases are just like they're clean. They're designed very thoughtfully. Um, They help to keep everything organized. And it's actually like very lightweight. Like no matter how much stuff I manage to like put in there, it still is lightweight. Um, And it has a minimal design look that uh, is really just good for like any context. I just, I always feel like so sleek when I travel with it. So I've been loving using them and you guys can get a little suitcase from Away if you go to awaytravel.com slash Taylor 2019 and use promo code Taylor 2019. Again, that's 20% off a suitcase. Visit awaytravel.com slash Taylor 2019 and use promo code Taylor 2019 during checkout. And happy traveling for everyone. And now we can get back to the show. It's... God, dating is so difficult, especially on this show, because it's you do so have to like be so cautious of what someone's intentions are. And you do have to be super aware of this bubble that you're in. And like you said, just kind of staying there because you're like, well, this is like the best person for me here. Um, here. And I remember in one of mine and Derek's uh, arguments, I think it was actually like our breakup conversation where we both kind of came to the terms of like, yeah, you know, I think we were probably just the best people for each other on that beach. And like, yeah, things happen there. Yeah, exactly. And like things happen there. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's sad in a lot of ways, but it's also like kind of realistic when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and also when you're there, it's like, that's, that is everyone on in the world to you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that's everybody. You forget that there's kind of a world outside of it and you feel a lot of pressure to kind of choose somebody that's there and make it work. So. Yeah. There's like an immense amount of pressure there uh, when it comes to being in a relationship. And I'm curious for you, um, you know, there's definitely still pressure. I think that comes with dating for you, even off of the show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, having the following that you have, have being a mom, um, having just public dating happen. That there's a lot of pressure there. Yeah, well, that's why after the show, I was like, okay, I'm taking a break from dating, and I did for a while, and um, definitely wanted to date somebody that wasn't in reality TV. I was like, I just need to date a normal guy. Cause you know, that was my only dating experience that I had had yeah. in years ever since having kids was just dating people from the show. And so that's when I met Bobby and we had, you know, we dated for a year. Um, but it was nice dating somebody that wasn't from the show and mm-hmm. wasn't really part of that world. But I just, you know, obviously it wasn't a match, but there was obviously pressure there too. Cause it's like, you know, you, I still shared that relationship on social media mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't work out, you still kind of get judged for it. Yeah. And I hate when people judge people 
for a relationship not working out because mm-hmm. it's like that is dating like yeah. I didn't marry him like we're supposed to date and when you date things don't always work out you know mm-hmm. so that's probably the number one thing that just bothers me about dating is the like judgment that you get when it doesn't work out yeah and I think it it really builds it up and and makes makes there be like a lot of different fears around dating I think um and I'm I'm wondering like in some ways, I mean, the guy that I'm dating now has like zero online presence, doesn't even have a freaking Instagram. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he's like very, very normal guy, not on reality TV, but also just yeah. a different level of normal because he doesn't even have Instagram. But um, for me, there were like a lot of um, concerns in dating someone that maybe didn't understand the differences of, of my life and of having that public uh, history there. Um, Mm -hmm. and it sounds like it was something you were kind of like excited about, but were there any concerns there for you? Yeah. And that's why, okay. So before I met Bobby, I was like, I would never date somebody that was on reality TV. I'm done with that. I just want to date a normal guy. And then I definitely experienced certain things like that, where I was like, I don't think he quite gets some of the things that I've gone through or, and I kind of understood, okay, well, people always wonder like, why do bachelor people date each other? What, how does yeah. that happen? And it's like, well, there is a certain level of like understanding mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, so after that, I mean, I still have no interest in dating somebody from the show, but I was yeah. like, I'm not a hundred percent, like never, like if it happened, mm-hmm. it happened, it, if it happens, it happens. But, um, like I said, still not looking for it, but I, I just realized that, you know, there are differences when you meet somebody that just doesn't quite understand your life yeah. fully. And like, there were definitely moments where that could be a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Can you give an example of what kind of a moment that would be for you of where that would get difficult? There were just certain things. Um, I mean, Bobby and I were, we were just different people to begin with, but I mean, there were just certain things where I'm like, you can't post stuff like that on social media. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, well, why this is what I believe in. And this is what I'm going to talk about. And I was like, well, you can't do that because it reflects on me. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that he understood that because, you know, when you get off the show and you build a following and you have people watching your every move and judging you for it, they're going to look at what he posts because he's my boyfriend and they're going to judge me for that. And Mm -hmm. that happened. And it was just something that he didn't understand. So he wasn't necessarily always respectful of because he just didn't get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's, like you have empathy because there's kind of an ignorance to it, but it's also still frustrating and the consequences are still there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I understood it. Like he had, he has never experienced the stuff that I have. So it's like, I don't blame him for it, mm-hmm. but it definitely got frustrating at times. So, yeah. All right. It's time for a short break here. And this is an exciting break because it involves food. So I know sometimes I'm just like crushing it at work and I'm just like laser focused and I'm just like totally on like my boss bitch level. And then sometimes I forget. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't even thought about what I'm going to eat tonight for dinner. And sometimes I just don't have like the time to plan ahead. And I'm really excited because honestly, I don't have to worry about that as much anymore with DoorDash. Um, If you guys have not heard of DoorDash yet, I've talked about them a few times on the podcast and they are amazing. They connect you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Um, And when you're traveling, it's also super wonderful. The ordering is so easy. You just open the DoorDash app, uh, choose what 
what you want to eat and then your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. And it's not just like your favorite pizza joint, but there's like literally 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities So you might find a new favorite spot along the way. Uh, You can get door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada. Um, You can order your local go-tos, some favorite national restaurants, like for me, Chipotle. I always am looking out for Chipotle on there when I'm traveling. (laughs) So honestly, DoorDash has made it super easy to not worry about dinner and just letting dinner come to me. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code TALK. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code TALK. Again, don't forget, that's promo code TALK for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. So I hope you guys enjoy that and take advantage of that little discount there. I think for me, I'm always like every bit counts. So don't forget, TALK for $5 on DoorDash and we can get back to the show. I'm wondering, I mean, for me, a huge part of relationships and I'm imagining, I mean, for everyone, I think it is, but of how we develop trust. And I think Mm -hmm. given your past, you know, when you look at how difficult the relationship was with Josh, when you look at just the fact that, you know, you have to consider social media and dating of how you begin to develop trust with someone new when you're dating. See, for me, I wouldn't say I have trust issues now. I try to be as trusting I can as yeah. I can in people until they give me a reason not to. But it's something that I see what you mean. It's like it's hard to trust somebody, like what you said, A, their intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't really know how I start to trust somebody. Yeah. I feel like I just take things a lot slower than obviously we would on the show. Mm-hmm. And you have to really get to know somebody and the kind of person they are. Yeah. Um, but it's also just kind of, it's also kind of a luck thing because people can trick you. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> this is very true. And that's where I think the time piece is really important because, yeah. you know, I think the more time goes on, the more you can really get to know the layers of someone and that trust can continue to develop and, um, Certainly it's not like a a linear progression. There might be times where that trust is lost and you, you know, work through things. But yeah, I mean, already I'm like super intentional around developing trust and that's so important to me and, and in terms of even like protecting my heart and protecting my, you know, public brand as well and wanting to be really safe and all of that. But you also have on top of that, the fact that you have two little girls you have to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that's probably the hardest thing for me with dating now is that I'm so guarded, mm-hmm. like so guarded. Like yeah. I, I don't, it's really hard for me to like open up to people or get close to people just because I just like have that wall up, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing, but it also makes it difficult. So yeah. Cause you have to let it down a little bit. A little let bit. People in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that's that vulnerability yeah. piece that I think the show is really good at at bringing out and putting us in situations where like we're confronted with having to be vulnerable and it's mm-hmm. really scary. Um, yeah. But yeah, doing it outside of that, how do you open up and, and be vulnerable? It's hard. Yeah. Because like you said, you want to feel safe and like you want to know that 
I don't know. I also feel like after a certain amount of time of being single, you get super comfortable with being single. Like right now I'm in such a good place. So it's like, then you meet someone and you're like, do I want to risk the place that I'm at right now to like potentially get hurt again? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. So it sounds like dating is not a big focus for you right now then. Not at the moment. No. I mean, I've gone on a couple dates. It's it's good. It's like, it's just not something that I'm super focused on. I've been really happy being single. So yeah, it's been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you find that um, with being in a good place and feeling happy and secure and confident with yourself as being single that in any way that you're then maybe more willing to be vulnerable on dates when you are meeting people or that you're still kind think, of super guarded? I think it makes me a little, I think it makes dating a little bit easier because it's one of those things where I know like back in the day I used to go on dates and I'd be so nervous. Like, is this person going to like me? Mm-hmm. And now I kind of go into it like, okay, am I going to like them? Like, I don't really care whether they mm-hmm. like me or not. It's more the other way around. So I feel like that's a good attitude to have going into a date, which makes it a little bit easier, but I mean, it's still difficult to let my guard down for sure. But knowing that I'm okay being single makes it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. So definitely you. Dating's not fun. (laughs) Dating's so fun, Amanda. What are you talking about? (laughs) It's, um, it's, it's a shit show, honestly, is what it is. It's so hard. Yeah. And then I feel like social media makes it a million times harder Mm -hmm. because there's so much to look at all day. So I feel like that's part of the problem with dating. And I have so many friends that are in their thirties and they're still single And I swear social media is just such a huge part of it Mm -hmm. because anyone can just sit at home and scroll and, you know, look for something better and it makes it a lot harder for people to want to settle down. So, yeah. And that's something I've discussed a decent amount and we'll probably get into a little bit more in future episodes on the podcast of talking about monogamy and like ethical, consensual, non-monogamy, um, I'm curious what your thoughts are on all of that because I know dating in LA can be really difficult and that a lot of, you know, guys from what I've heard are much more looking to have their options open um, and kind of what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say guys and girls, I feel like just don't want to settle down and kind of want to keep their options open. And like I said, I do think social media is a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. And same with dating apps. It makes it so easy to just like go home and swipe through all these people and you see someone that potentially looks better than whoever you're talking to. So you don't want to settle down with that person or make any commitments. And I just feel like people are so afraid of committing to somebody. Yeah. So, and I'm myself included. I mean, I'm a little afraid to commit. So, yeah. But it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and committing for you is like, you're committing for you and for your two girls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a lot. And, you know, when you're busy, I think especially as you get older, it's hard to date because you kind of have like your whole life mm-hmm. set. Like you have your job, you have your, you, just little things that you do where you live and you're not really willing to move. So it's like you kind of have to find someone who fits in your life mm-hmm. and no one really wants to change their lifestyle. Yeah. So it's tricky. Yeah. Because you have to again, be vulnerable to put yourself out there to even connect with someone. But then you also have to be open to like letting their life influence yours and allowing your life to influence theirs and have this sort of synergy that happens. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Which requires walls to be down. (laughs) 
It does. Mine are, mine are way up right now. <laughs> so how do you work on that? Like how right now, which is, which is self-care or <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> Letting the walls down. It's, it's hard. I think, I mean, I know I've been on dates before where guys have literally been like, yeah, I Googled you. And like, yeah, I learned this and that and that. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is Great. this is no longer a date. <laughs> Please don't Google me. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, this is no longer a date because now you're this is focused. An yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and you shared a little bit of some of that, like a dating experience where all, all they did was kind of ask you about the show and what's Chris Harrison like and all these things. Um, yeah. That do, yeah. And it does make it a little bit difficult to be able to actually open up and share about yourself. Um, I'm curious if there's an area for you that feels like you have the highest wall up when it comes to sharing with someone. Um, I would just say the highest wall that I have is probably my kids. Yeah, It's like knowing that once a relationship gets to a certain point, like I have to introduce them to my kids. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely the part that scares me the most. Yeah. So, Yeah. That's, I, I for sure could see where that'd be like a super, super vulnerable thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's scary. So, and it's hard too. Cause you know, it's also one of those things that I get judged really hard for is like, oh, you introduced so-and-so to your kids. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point in a relationship, you kind of have to, because you want to make sure that your kids like them. You want to see what they're like around your kids. So, mm-hmm. and I've, really only introduced two guys to Kins and Char, but eventually, you know, they're going to meet somebody else. So hopefully it's hopefully only one more, but who knows? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Have, have they watched any parts of the show? So I don't let them watch the show, but they've seen certain parts. Like they watched the hometown date that they were on, or they've seen little clips and stuff like that. Um, but they've Mm -hmm. never, they, they haven't watched like a full season. I would never let them. Yeah. 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 That that would be a lot really for them to take in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want to say my, huh, my little cousins might actually be maybe a few years older than them and they've watched some of mine and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I think for sure one of the things that like I take away from this conversation and just like thinking about dating overall in in your life and in my life is that like the the walls that are built up are not only like to protect ourselves but that also a lot of that comes from the show. Like there's just an extra layer of that. Um, Mm -hmm. You talked about kind of the process of, you know, sharing your relationship on social media. And I think that's something everyone kind of deals with, you know, like, okay, like when do we become IG official? You know, used to be Facebook official and, um, you know, MySpace official (laughs) back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm, I'm wondering like, I know my process of, you know, how I wanted to go public with Canada man who I'm dating now, but, um, when you decided to publicly post Bobby, um, what that experience was like for you. So that was really hard for me. And he actually posted me over a month before I posted him. Mm -hmm. And after, 
all of after everything I went through with Josh and then obviously with Robbie and I got a lot of judgment for things not working out and I was like okay I'm not posting my next boyfriend or my next relationship until I a hundred percent know that this is going to last. Yeah. And that was kind of my mindset. And then after a while, and that's so much pressure though. That's so much pressure. Well, and then also how do you know that? And so I feel like that was kind of an unrealistic way to go about it is I was like, the next guy that I post is the guy that I'm marrying, Mm -hmm. but you just don't know that. And like, how long are you supposed, and he kind of felt like I was hiding he felt like I was hiding him from everybody because we were dating and I didn't post anything. Like if we were, if he was in a video, I would like purposely go around him and like, I didn't want to show him. So I got, I understood why he felt that way. Um, Mm -hmm. but I did feel a little bit of pressure to post him because of him and him feeling that way. So it was scary for me, especially obviously when things didn't work out. But I also think I learned that, like I said, relationships don't always work out and you can't kind of have that mindset of like, oh, I'm not going to introduce anybody unless I know he's the one mm-hmm. because life happens and you just can't put that kind of pressure on yourself. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think pretty similar situation for me. It was, you know, he definitely felt like I was hiding him to some degree. And to me, in a way, it did start to feel like in- inauthentic because I-, I feel like we, you know, try to share our lives with people and connect with people on our platforms and to like have something be so big as our relationship be in a way hidden and and kept away that way feels it definitely felt off for me and there also was that pressure where I literally in that conversation was like you know okay if I if we're going public then like you're in this (laughs) but I was like you're sticking like we are sticking with this if we are going public because that's exactly the conversation I had with Bobby I was like you cannot break Mm -hmm. up with me (laughs) yeah basically and you're stuck with me yes (laughs) like strap in we're going for a ride um and it's it's interesting to think about that because I mean, I think we do have to have this like gentleness with ourselves and be really realistic. And in a way we have to kind of have, I don't know if I would call it a guard, but have like, how do I want to describe it? You have to be kind of intentional with what you're sharing. Well, you have to have like a, I guess a whole bucket of salt to like cope with the comments or the messages and the judgment and the shame. Like you're going to have to have a shield in a way to understand that like people are going to judge that, but to be gentle with yourself that this is life and things do happen. And you know, it's, it's okay that you only date this person for three months or six months or two years. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, that serious. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think another thing too, when it comes to sharing your relationships is like, you know, I'm kind of in that place. I'm not in a relationship, but it's like, oh, when I do get in a relationship again, like, do I want to share that again? Or do Mm -hmm. I want to be more private? But then there's also a part of you, I'm sure you felt this way too. Like you get excited about someone and like, you want to post those like cute photos. Mm -hmm. So you can't always worry about what everyone else is thinking or if they're judging you. You just have to do you. And I'm like, I wonder what the world would look like if, you know, every like say you went on you know four or five dates with a guy and you really liked him and you weren't really committed and you were also seeing another guy and like if you could just post you know and just be like I had a really great date with this guy and like that was awesome and then like you yeah know, two weeks later yeah I hung out with this guy and <laughs> really enjoyed our date like <laughs> I don't know if that would like take the pressure off you'd probably get slut shamed but um 
<laughs> you know, just to take some of the pressure off. Saying, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like realistic, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how, if you've ever had that experience of like dating or having feelings for like more than one person at a time. I haven't. So I'm the kind of person when I like someone, I really put all of my focus into that. Yeah. And with being single and trying to date, I'm trying to be less like that. But I like, I tend to put all my eggs in one basket for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's pretty common. And I think especially with having kids, you probably have more of a, uh, a different mentality, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've gone on for, you know, you can kind of tell by like the second date if you like someone or not. Mm-hmm. And I kind of go with that. So yeah, if I go on two dates with someone and I like them, I kind of, like I said, I put all my eggs in one basket and I kind of just focus on that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of girls are that way. It's like, it's hard mm-hmm. to date multiple people, even though you're allowed to and you're supposed to, but it's hard. Yeah, it definitely is. I think there's like emotional boundaries that have to come into play there. Um, I've definitely done it and it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I I wouldn't say there's definitely like usually ends up being one person that you're like, I feel the most strongly about. But I mean, I don't think it's unrealistic that people could feel that way. I mean, look at what happens on the yeah. Bachelor and Bachelorette. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh my God, I've fallen totally. in love with two people and, and what am I going to do? <laughs> Do you, do you tell the other person like that you're dating someone else or only if they ask? Yeah. Or you do. Yeah. So they know. Okay. Yeah. Because un- unless there's been like a exclusive conversation of like, you know, I want to be like committed to you or like, I want us to be, you know, exclusive with each other. Other than that. Yeah. Like I'm free to talk to and see and sleep with whoever I want and, and same yeah. for you. Um, yeah. So to me, that See, communication the hard part is, for important. Me is like, how do you like, do you forget which one you were texting? Like, do you ever like tell them? Because I just feel like it'd be so hard to keep up with like two text chains, like, <laughs> or three, you know, like, yeah. I can't keep up with all the, all the conversations going on. I can just do one. No, I don't know. To me, like they're, they would be so different. Like yeah, that yes, you know, we might talk about similar things and they might, you know, enjoy similar activities. But for the most part, like I, I would very much like separate it. Like this is this person and, you know, these are all their things. And like, this is what we talk about. And like, this is this person and like, they're both beautiful and great in their own ways. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't get super confusing for me. Mostly yeah. also because they were like in different locations, which helped oh, okay. separate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that helps. It's partially how Canada man got his name. <laughs> <laughs> Just call them by their locations. Um, <laughs> but so funny. Yeah, it's 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 a weird thought, but it sounds like dating for you right now is just kind of like focusing on yourself and yeah. um and on your family and you know, going on dates here and there when you can. Um do you think that Thing, like, would you ever go back with an ex? Like, do you feel like things with Bobby are open or that, you know, you would potentially go back down any of those roads? No. So, yeah, I don't really, I mean, I, I think that there's certain cases where it could work out with somebody and their ex. But I think for me, what I realized with Josh is we tried to make things work for a little bit after we broke up and just never went anywhere. And mm-hmm. I don't, I can't imagine getting back with any of my exes. I feel like it's kind of just in the past and I'm moving on. So yeah. it's not really an option. 
Yeah. And it's like, you know, the reasons why you broke up, I feel like they'd still be there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really anything I could see changing. So, yeah. no. Yeah. Do you find that um, – uh, should I literally had such a good question and now it just totally brain farted from my head <laughs> and left me? Um, I hate that. Yes. Uh, oh, um, I know that earlier you said that when you dated Bobby that you felt like you really just wanted to date someone who like didn't have anything to do with the show or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Do you still kind of feel like that now, like in thinking about, you know, the kind of person that you want to be with, that that's an intentional uh, piece you're looking for still? I mean, realistically, I will end up, probably end up dating somebody that's not from the show. I can't imagine anybody that I yeah. would date from the show at the moment. But I'm also not like completely saying 100% I would never do this because Mm -hmm. you never know. Um, But it's, yeah, I mean, I feel like it would be nice to find somebody who isn't from reality TV, but also that kind of understands certain things. Um, So I think that would be ideal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, almost someone that's like, I don't know. an agent or like, <laughs> yeah, like some kind of in the industry a little bit or yeah. at least that understands it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that was the ideal. And what I've, I've actually did, don't know this about you and I've never asked you about it. And I don't know if it's been put out anywhere, but if you weren't, if you didn't have the career that like that you have right now with, you know, having this public platform and, and the brand and whatnot, what you would want to do as a career? Um, I would really want to do interior design. I could see so, that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've even thought about going back to school and, you know, maybe doing that later down the road. It's something that I think would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I could see that for you. Your house is like super cute and you have great, great taste. So I can see that for sure. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. So that's probably that's probably what I would do. Yeah, and because I know you had um, the girls when you were in your early twenties, and so mm-hmm. was there any like path you were on school wise before that happened? So I actually just finished beauty school. Oh, okay. but it's funny because back then that was something that I wanted to do, but I don't really think I would I would be able to do that now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, also you know you change so much from your early. 20s to almost 30. So yeah, I don't think I could do the beauty industry, but I think like interior design or something like that, or even like real estate, I think I could see myself doing. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm excited to see wherever life takes you. (laughs) Yeah. It's for sure. You've had quite an interesting journey in, in love and, you know, I'm, I, for sure wish nothing but like the best for you when it comes to that. And if anyone hurts you, let me know because I will. they'll have lots of conversations that they need to have. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for everything that you've shared um, with me here and, and in the book. Um, it's, you know, I know you said you have a lot of walls, but you let down a lot in this book. <laughs> Yeah. It's like I can let down the walls for the world to see, but not for someone I'm dating. Yes. Like (laughs) not like when it comes to like being that personal. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And this has been, you know, really awesome to just like catch up with you and and chat and um, haven't seen you, I think, probably since the Paradise reunion. (laughs) I know. It's been too long. Yeah. It's so sad because we like see each other. We used to see each other like every day for a while and then you just 
go so long without seeing everyone. But yeah, it's it's a it's a very strange alternate universe of of the show. Is. But <laughs> well, I'm glad you're doing well, and I'm happy for you and your cute little relationship. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Um, you're welcome. Let me know if he has any friends. <laughs> Yes, yes, he does. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll think that over a little bit. Um, okay. If uh, if people want to check out the book, uh, where could they find it? And obviously, they can follow you on Instagram at Amanda Stanton. Yeah, my book's available at all major book retailers, so Barnes and Noble, Amazon. Um, you can buy it online at Target or Walmart. Anywhere where you buy books, you can find it. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this little dose of Bachelor content and dating. And if you guys have a minute, I would love for you to pop on over to iTunes and leave a star rating or if you have a, you know 30 seconds, write down a sentence or two and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I would love, love, love to see your guys' support there. Um, so thank you again for tuning in and uh, I will be back next time and I'll talk to you later. I hate ending this shit. All right. And that does it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed this little dose of Bachelor content with Amanda. Uh, Be sure to check out her book and follow her on Instagram if you don't already. And thank you for, you know, being along this journey. And hopefully you learned a little bit more about dating and what it's like to be in Bachelor family. Um, But... Yeah, if you guys have any uh, feedback on what you're enjoying about the show, I would love, love, love to read a review from you on iTunes. So if you have a minute after listening to this, that would be amazing. Even if you could just leave a star rating, that would be super, super appreciated. Um, I'm so thankful for you guys and love your support for the show. So thank you and hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity.